On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks made several signings during the first day of free agency, both at the NHL and AHL level. I'll go through each one and discuss my overall thoughts on the day. Then I'll also talk about where now a couple of former Blackhawks ended up signing. And then to wrap things up, I'll get into a way too early look at the Blackhawks depth chart for the upcoming season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, July 14th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, And please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review as well. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all you wonderful listeners out there. And the best part is that it's all 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, Moving forward through the rest of the summer, heading into training camp and whatnot later on this fall, each and every episode from here on out is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would really, really appreciate it. The numbers have been jumping up over the past couple of weeks. It seriously means the world to me, but I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to go and do so. Go and smash the like button for me down below as well and comment as to how you feel about all the moves that the Blackhawks made on day one of free agency. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications so that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. I hope everyone's enjoying their afternoon so far. First things first, I'm sure most of you by now have noticed that I'm not in my regular recording studio. Uh, That's because I'm actually going to be staying in the city these next couple of days while the Blackhawks are hosting their uh, prospect development camp at Fifth Third Arena. It just makes things a lot easier for me travel-wise rather than going back and forth from the suburbs every day. So I'm crashing with a buddy down in the city. So I, I apologize if it's throwing any of you guys off uh, off a little bit there by a different backdrop. Um, and also, you might be able to hear trains passing by. I am kind of in the loop area here, so you'll be able to hear some trains from now and then. Uh, I apologize for that. You're going to just 
have to bear with me through the next couple of days. That's Chicago, though, for you folks. Trains are going all across the city at all times, so it's kind of fitting with uh, Blackhawks Development Camp being back, being back in the city. Uh, it's a nice little touch, I guess, but I do apologize if that uh, causes any of you guys to get distracted. Hopefully, it won't be too much of a, of a filter or anything. Um, but to open things up on the show here this afternoon, getting into some of the good stuff, why don't we dive right into all the signings that the Chicago Blackhawks made on day one of NHL free agency and what a crazy day it was, hockey fans. I mean, Johnny Goudreau with a late bomb going to the Columbus Blue Jackets after passing up on more money to stay in Calgary. He passed up on a deal to go to his hometown, New Jersey Devils, ends up going to the Columbus Blue Jackets, a very interesting decision to say the least. Uh, considering Calgary was, you know, even though they they got bounced in the second round, swept by the Edmonton Oilers, um, they were a team that a lot of people thought were were built to make a, a far run in the postseason this year and looked like they were right on the cusp of something special potentially. So a bold decision by Johnny Hockey to leave Calgary uh, and sign with the Blue Jackets, who are a team that's, you know, still in a little bit of a rebuilding process. So definitely a bit of a curious choice there by Johnny Goudreau. Um, Claude Giroux obviously goes and signs with the Ottawa Senators. Man, what a team they're going to have up there in Ottawa. They get Alex to bring it. They just gave Josh Norris a huge contract. Uh, they get Giroux now. I mean, they are making a serious push. They got a really deep prospect pool. Some of them are starting to step on the scene now. Ottawa's going to be a lot of fun this year. They just continue uh, to, to win this offseason all in all. It's been a really exciting first couple of days here uh, in terms of free agency. But for the Blackhawks, after getting rid of a majority of their NHL roster in the past week or two, uh, as we expected, they they were pretty active throughout the first day of free agency, making uh, several signings, the first of which was giving Max Domi and Andreas Athanasiu matching one-year, $3 million contracts. I'm not going to dive into these players too much because I already posted a short video on the channel yesterday. If you haven't gone and checked that out yet, be sure to go and do so. It's a little five-minute video for my initial reaction on the Max Domi and Andreas Athanasiu signings, as well as uh, Colin Blackwell, who I'll get into in just a moment. Be sure to go and check that out. Just go click on the channel. I uploaded it yesterday. And while you're there, make sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks. Well, I got you for a second. Might as well just go and comment down below your overall feelings on signing Max Domi, Andreas, Athanasiu, Colin Blackwell, and how you just feel overall after the first day of free agency. Go and comment down below. I want to hear all of your thoughts out there. Um, but opening the day, the Blackhawks started by giving Domi and Athanasiu those matching deals. And I like them for what they are, right? I mean, not likely going to be pieces of the Blackhawks' future, uh, but deals only one year, expiring contracts that they can move at the deadline potentially. Not a big cap hit either. Uh, for Domi, it's going to be a little bit irking uh, for some Blackhawks fans to watch him uh, play for this team. He, he's been a little bit of a goon when the Blackhawks have gone against him for years, and, and that's kind of the name of his game. But uh, apparently Kyle Davidson likes his offensive game, his mix and match a little bit, uh, and feels like he, he's a good depth add to round out the roster a little bit. But like I said, more than likely, just someone who's going to get moved at the deadline. I do think he is a good piece to add on, though, because he's an enticing player, especially come playoff time. You can never have too many of those guys who can play a gritty game and get under the opponent's skin and 
make life difficult on them. Those guys are always wanted at the deadline, especially with a cheap cap hit here. So I like the deal of Domi. Athens CU, I mean, I, I do believe there is still some untapped upside there. We've seen it in the past. He was a former 30 goal scorer with the Detroit Red Wings. Dude can absolutely fly. Some of the best wheels across the league. Fortunately, uh, had an injury plague season last year with the Los Angeles Kings. But when he was healthy, he, he was pretty effective. 17 points, 11 goals, uh, 6 assists in 28 games. So not a whole lot of time spent being healthy. But I like the upside for Athens CU. Although, again, probably not going to be someone that's in the future plans for the Blackhawks. Another guy they likely will move at the upcoming deadline. Another expiring contract. So very smart maneuvering uh, here by Kyle Davidson to round out the Blackhawks roster and also put them on deals that are going to be easy for him to move in the coming months later on this spring. Then the Blackhawks went out and signed Colin Blackwell, the third forward that will be likely up on the NHL roster with the Blackhawks this season. But Blackwell, uh, unlike Domi and Athanasiu, he actually got a two-year contract with a $1.2 million cap hit for each season. Blackwell's a good high-motor energy guy. Uh, Kyle Davidson actually held a press conference this morning at Fifth Third Arena before development camp got underway. And he talked about Blackwell in particular. He was also talking about Domi and Athanasiu, but for Blackwell, he specifically talked about that motor and that high energy, and I think he's going to fit well potentially maybe on a third line with Sam Lafferty. Uh, I'm also going to get into a way too early look at the Blackhawks depth chart for this upcoming season later on in the show, so that could be foreshadowing something that I'm putting together, but uh, Blackwell also seems like another player who could be enticing to move at the deadline, even though it is a two-year contract, a very minimal cap hit at $1.2 million. And for a bottom six player, he actually does have a little bit of goal scoring upside, uh, double digit goals in each of the last two seasons, hard to play against, played well against the Blackhawks this season, I thought when they were going up against the Seattle Kraken and Blackhawks associate general manager, Norm McIver also used to work with Seattle not that long ago. So I'm sure he's got a little bit more insight on Blackwell as well, which uh, led to him probably inking a deal here, but, but just like Athens, CU and Domi. Probably not a permanent Blackhawk. Um, he's 29 years old. If you're trading away a 24-year-old Debrinke, you know, it's hard to picture Colin Blackwell being someone who actually may be part of things somewhere down the line. So again, just another very movable deal here uh, for Kyle Davidson to add on to his roster. Uh, and someone who also provides a, a game that I think a lot of young guys, especially those who don't maybe have the top six upside, something that they can learn from. You have to provide that energy and be bringing something to, tab to the table each and every game. You can't take nights off in this league or else you're not going to be a regular. So uh, I think there is a little bit of that too uh, with the Colin Blackwell signing to a two-year deal. The last NHL move that the Blackhawks made yesterday was signing Alex Stalock, goaltender, to a one-year $750,000 contract, and he is now officially going to serve as the backup to Peter Morazic this season because in that presser that Davidson held this morning, he was asked, actually, uh, I was talking at development camp with Mario Tirabassi from CHGO Blackhawks about this situation in particular, and he mentioned to me that he was the one that asked Davidson about, you know, what kind of happened with Kevin Lankin in there. Um, and Davidson really didn't give a straightforward answer, but kind of made it sound like that he, he, the Blackhawks and Lankanen were just really never on the same page for a possible contract extension. And of course, as an unrestricted free agent, 
Lankinen was able to have his say in the matter. I just kind of figured that Chicago was going to be a good place for Lankinen to come back. Uh, if he played well, he he would be able to get the lion's share. I mean, it's not like the Blackhawks are committed to Peter Morazic or anything. No, he he's just literally here to fill a position. And because adding him got the Blackhawks back into the first round for a third time. So I figured Chicago would be a place Lankinen would like to come back to because it would give him an opportunity to further um, prove himself and also kind of get a good bulk of work. But I guess uh, the two sides were just really never on the same page. So. Looks like Kevin Lankinen's tenure with the Blackhawks is now officially over and that Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock are going to be the goaltender combo heading into the season. The last couple of moves that the Blackhawks made were more so affiliated with their minor league team, the Rockford Icehogs. Uh, they announced the signing of Luke Philp, who is a 26-year-old forward. He signed a one-year $750,000 contract. Uh, he's 26. Like I said, he had 44 points in 66 AHL games for the Stockton Heat of the AHL last year, the minor league team for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Philp spent each of the past three seasons there, basically been a career AHLer. So probably just another guy to round out the depth a little bit down in Rockford and also someone that a lot of those young kids can lean on a little bit. Kyle Davidson has talked about how important that is for the organization, not just having young kids everywhere. He realizes they need to have some veteran experience around them to kind of guide them along the path uh, as they are just embarking on this journey to becoming professionals. The others were uh, Brett Sini, I think his last name, Sini, S-E-N-E-Y. He also got a one-year 750K contract. He was a six-round pick of the New Jersey Devils back in 2015. He was actually one of the leading scorers in the AHL this past season. He had 59 points in 62 games. So he is a very effective minor league player, uh, played for the Toronto Marlies. Kind of reminded me a little bit of a Dylan McLaughlin, someone who's been at the AHL level for the majority of their professional career. His really good numbers there, but just hasn't either gotten their shot up at the NHL yet or when they did just didn't really make much of an impact in a short time span. So Sini uh, is a little bit more interesting to me than Luke Philp is, but again, both probably just minor leaguers to round out the Rockford Icehogs forward unit. And then the Blackhawks, they're, they're bringing back two former players. I know Stan Bowman is now gone, but the tradition lives of bringing back ex-Blackhawks. Uh, first, Adam Clendenning, defenseman, is going to be coming back. He got a one-year $400,000 league minimum. 29 years old now is Clendenning, and I actually remember him making his NHL debut way back in the day, and I believe he scored his first NHL goal either in his first career game or in his second career game. I know it was one or the other, but I remember when Clendenning was first kind of stepping onto the scene. He was a, a second-round pick in 2011. Uh, has bounced around a little bit over the years, um, but now is back with the Blackhawks once again. Not sure how much of an impact he's going to make on the ice, but someone that a lot of those young D can, can rely on uh, to show them the ropes a little bit as well. So now both the forward group and the defensive unit has that uh, veteran presence a little bit more than they did at least uh, a couple of weeks ago. Last, the most recent move that the Blackhawks have made was bringing back Dylan Sakura to a one-year $750,000 contract. Of course, Sakura was a Blackhawks prospect for a long time, had a really good collegiate career at Northeastern University. Uh, he was a later round pick, but because of his standout collegiate career, a lot of Blackhawks fans thought he was going to be 
maybe not a top six piece, but a, a middle six weapon potentially. Like he was someone a lot of Blackhawks fans had their eyes on during development camps in the years past. Unfortunately, it never really worked out for Sakura with the Blackhawks. He ended up getting traded to the Vegas Golden Knights in a one-for-one swap for Brandon Peary a few years back. And since over the past two years, only 11 NHL games worth of action, but just the same story as it was in Chicago. You bring Sakura up to the NHL level, his offensive production runs dry for whatever reason. But at the AHL level, always over a point per game guy. It's weird how that can happen in hockey. And I just mentioned that with Brett Sini and uh, how, you know, Dylan McLaughlin, some guys can light it up at the AHL level, but that does not mean it's going to translate to the next level. Uh, but curious decision for sure to see the Blackhawks bringing back Dylan Secura. You can imagine he's probably going to be a fringe guy once again. Um, a tweener in the lineup, might spend some time in the AHL as well. Um, but an, an interesting one, to say the least. I didn't expect this to happen. Dylan Secura is back with the Blackhawks, uh, and that rounds out all the free agent moves that the Blackhawks have made so far up to this point. All right, that takes care of what the Blackhawks have done so far through the first day and a half of free agency, if you will. Uh, coming up in just a moment, I still have to talk about where a couple of now former Blackhawks ended up signing on the market. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to who the next fired manager is going to be. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball, from golf, esports, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports in Vegas casino games. Bet Online where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks, getting into segment two. Let's talk about where a couple of now former Blackhawks players ended up going in free agency during the first day. Most notably, Dominic Kubelik inked a two-year, $2.5 million AAV with the Detroit Red Wings, where he will now join former Blackhawks, Pius Suter, Ole Mata, and Jordan Osterley for next season. It's going to be a nice little reunion there in Detroit. It honestly feels like it's Arizona or, or Carolina or something almost. Uh, but just like last summer, Steve Eiserman gobbles up a Blackhawks restricted free agent that didn't get a qualifying offer. First, of course, it was Pius Suter last summer, uh, and then now it's a good gamble, I think, on Dominic Kubalik. Well worth, I believe, a $2.5 million cap hit. Like, listen, I know the struggles have been there the last two years, and he just has not been efficient. He's been a wanderer a little bit. And even more concerning, I think, is when he gets his scoring opportunities, he's not putting them on net regularly like he was when he was a rookie and doing a ton of damage at five on five. I mean, those were the things that stood out the most. When he came, uh, when he was a third place finisher in the Calder Trophy voting, he just has not been the same player. But I think this is a very good, cheap gamble made by the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I do believe there is still upside there with Kubalik. If I were the Blackhawks, 
I, I mean, the $4 million qualifying offer really hurts. I probably wouldn't have wanted to give Dominic Kubelik that offer either, but uh, I do still believe he has more than he showed us in particular from this last season. So uh, I think it's a good, good gamble by Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings. And they had a, they've had a pretty good free agency so far. They got Andrew Kopp. They got David Perron from the St. Louis Blues, along with Billy Huso. Uh, they're they're making their moves up there in Detroit. It's been forever since they've been competitive. It felt like, but they're they're slowly uh, starting to put it all together. And I think another good signing here, uh, taking yet another Blackhawks restricted free agent away from them in Dominic Kubalik. Dylan Strome, by the way, folks, just want to get this out there. He has not yet signed as of now. Um, I did hear we've heard some rumors from David Pagnota from the fourth period that things are starting to pick up a little bit, and I would expect that to be the case here. Um, Dylan Strom, though, still not signed. Neither is Calvin DeHaan, uh, but one former Blackhawks defenseman who hit the free agent market has signed on with a new team already, and Eric Gustafson, good riddance Gust, he has signed on a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals, as has Henrik Borgstrom, funny enough recently bought out by the Blackhawks uh, and is inked a deal with the Washington Capitals. So best of luck to Washington for adding both of those two players. But knowing the Blackhawks luck and how it goes whenever they give up bad defensemen, Michael Kempney goes to Washington, all of a sudden is playing on the top pairing with John Carlson come playoff time. They win a Stanley Cup. Jan Ruda, who I'll get into in just a second, leaves the Blackhawks, goes and joins the Lightning. Back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. The, the original one was Trevor Daly. Goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He wins back-to-back Stanley Cups. I mean, it's like, come on. So I guess we should just hand Washington the Stanley Cup right now because with the Blackhawks luck, Eric Gustafson is going to be on the top pairing with John Carlson come playoff time and playing like 20 minutes a game and scoring power play goals and whatnot. That's that's just how it goes as a Blackhawks fan. But uh, in all seriousness, I do wish Washington the best of luck because those are two players who in particular I will not miss very much here in Chicago. Uh, And then for Ruda, who I just mentioned a moment ago, of course, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion with the Tampa Bay Lightning, became a free agent, and the Lightning did not bring him back. He went on to sign and get the bag with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Three-year, $8.5 million contract, $2.75 million per year. Nearly three mil per year for Jan Ruda. I nearly lost it when I saw that deal. I was like, they gave him what? I mean, listen, Jan Ruda, maybe he got better in Tampa Bay. I didn't watch the Lightning night in and night out, and I'm sure that Stanley Cup experience will help. Three million for a fringe five, six guy. I mean, come on. I think that's a terrible deal. But congrats to Jan for getting the bag. I mean, ever since he's left the Blackhawks, damn near only good things have happened to him. So. Um, maybe more is to come as he now joins the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Wyatt Kalanuck and Colin Delia. Uh, Kalanuck was a restricted free agent who did not get a QO. And then Delia was a UFA who I did not expect to come back with the Blackhawks. Both of those two have now signed on with the Vancouver Canucks, which for whatever reason just feels like whatever fringe player, former fringe players for the Blackhawks always end up in Vancouver, like Tyler Mott. I don't know, Matthew Highmore, like, it's just a weird connection that I've made between our two teams, but uh, Kalnuck and Delia now getting their fresh starts up with Vancouver. I wish both of them all the best. Neither really. She's got fair opportunities with the Blackhawks this year. Kalnuck, I know, did struggle a bit with Rockford, so that probably led to him not getting as much NHL action as we thought. Um, 
And then for Delia, just, man, kind of didn't get, he got the short end of the stick a little bit. I mean, was supposed to be in the mix for a starting goalie a couple of years back and ended up going to Lankin in. And since then, Delia really only made what, probably 10 combined starts the last two years. I mean, it was bound to happen for him to go somewhere else and try to start fresh. So I wish both of them uh, best of the luck moving forward with the Vancouver Canucks. The last one I got so far, Adam Gaudet, someone who heading into last season, a lot of Blackhawks fans picked to be their breakout player. Uh, Adam Gaudet, of course, wound up getting placed on waivers by the Blackhawks, picked up by the Ottawa Senators, didn't really do a whole lot there. He's now signed on a one-year $750,000 contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So a lot of fresh starts going out there. A couple former Blackhawks defensemen, Jan Ruda and Eric Gustafson, go and join Stanley Cup contenders. Henrik Borgstrom going to Washington as well. Kubalik lands with the Detroit Red Wings, which sucks because there's going to be a ton of former Blackhawks on the Red Wings this season. Uh, Dylan Strome, we're still going to have to wait and hear where he ends up. And same with Calvin DeHaan, but a uh, busy day for both the Blackhawks and their former players, as a lot of them have now signed on with their new teams. All right, that takes care of now, like I said, a couple of former Blackhawks signing on with different clubs and free agency. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to get into a way too early look at the Blackhawks' projected forward lines and defensive pairings from next season. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the, all the parts available for your vehicle. You, all, you can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So I spend up to twice as much money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And make sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. Moving on into segment three before I wrap things up today, I wanted to have some fun on the show. It's been a fun week. I'm super stoked that development camp is back for the first time since 2019. The Blackhawks made a couple of free agent signings, nothing too major, but some things to um, make, make it a little bit enticing of a summer. Um, so to have some fun on the show today, I decided that I'm going to take a look a way too early look, I should say, at uh, what the Blackhawks lineup, their forward lines, defensive pairings, and goaltender combo could be for the upcoming season. Now that Kyle Davidson didn't say that they're done, but his, the biggest priority now is finalizing deals with Caleb Jones and Philip Kurashev. So it doesn't sound like the Blackhawks are going to be too active in free agency in the next couple of weeks. Now, I'm not saying they can't make a couple more moves. 
Um, they could, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything major. So kind of sounds like they've done most of the heavy lifting in terms of free agent signings so far. Um, but with them being active, they had to be because they let go of so many players. Uh, now we kind of have a glimpse of what the roster could look like for the upcoming season. Now, of course, things could change at any given moment. Like I said, there could be more signings. There could be trades. We don't know what's going to happen with Taves and Kane's futures. They said it's not likely to happen this offseason, but you never know in the world of sports. Things can change in a blank. So, of course, take this with a grain of salt, Blackhawks fans. I'm just having some fun here. Don't grill me for this. I mean, we're what? three, four months away from the season still. I understand. I'm throwing darts at a board here, but it's fun. Let's take a look at what the Blackhawks could uh, have as their lineup for later on in the season. Um, So with the signings of Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi, I've kind of written down a list here. Uh, I think there are pretty much six players to me who are fit to be inside the top six. And again, this is assuming that Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, and Seth Jones are all going to be here come opening night. So for me, I think a good spot for the top line would be you got to have Taves and Kane together. I think at this point, you really don't have any other option, especially we since Taves probably can't carry the mail offensively like he used to be able to. Um, so I had as a top line, Andreas Athanasiu, the speedster to Give some pace to that top line with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Now, you could also put Max Domi there. You could also put Taylor Radish there. Hell, you could also put top prospect Lucas Reichel there. Well, I guess he's not top prospect anymore. I've been calling him top prospect Lucas Reichel for so long. It just rolls off the tongue at this point. But I guess um, Kevin Korchinski or Frank Nazar or Sam Renzel would probably be the top prospect at this point. But Uh, You could put Lucas Reichel in there. One thing I am going to say, though, Blackhawks fans, I'm not saying Reichel won't be on the NHL roster come opening night, but given how they've handled everything and the mentality of this process, really being patient and getting things right, I would not be surprised one bit if Lucas Reichel started next season in Rockford. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be there for the majority of the year, but we know they don't want to be rushing prospects along right now. They already made the decision to keep Arvid Soderblom in Rockford next year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Lucas Reichel following the same path and beginning the year at the AHL level. I'm not saying it can't happen, that he, he can't make the NHL out of training camp, but I just think it's more likely for him to begin in Rockford than it is in Chicago. So for those purposes, those reasons, I should say, I'm going to keep Lucas Reichel off of this list right now. So to me, there is still that clear-cut top six. As I said, you could put Domi on the top line. You could put Radish there, too. I'm going to stick Andreas Athanasiu on the left wing, Jonathan Taves down the middle, and Patrick Kane at right wing. That's my top line as of right now for the Blackhawks. On the second line, you can go a couple of different ways with this as well. Um, We still have Domi and Radish, who I just mentioned. I think Domi has played center in the past. He is a little bit more of a winger, though. So I would imagine that the second line would be Domi and Radish as the wingers with Tyler Johnson as the man in the middle. Again, assuming that he's still going to be here as well. Doesn't exactly fit what the Blackhawks are trying to do at the moment. So there is always a possibility of him getting moved. But assuming he's here on opening night, I think a good spot for him would be as the second line center behind Jonathan Taves and 
with if Athanasiu is going to be on the top line, I think Domi and Radish are the two players that make the most sense as the wingers on the second line. So that's who I have starting out as the top six. Moving into the third line, this is where things get a little bit interesting to me. As my third line, in terms of center depth, I think you have Taves as the first line center, Tyler Johnson as the second. The third, I think, is going to be Sam Lafferty. We've seen Philip Kurashev play center a bit before, but he hasn't had a lot of success there uh, so far in his young career. There's always the potential of him getting better at the faceoff dot and becoming more responsible uh, defensively. But I think Sam Lafferty fits what the Blackhawks are trying to do right now. He can play center. He did for a lot of the stretch run uh, in the second half. So I think Sam Lafferty will be the Blackhawks third line center on the left wing. I have Colin Blackwell, who of course the Hawks just gave a two year contract to. And on the right, I have Philip Kurashev, the RFA, one of two RFAs that the Blackhawks are uh, expected to bring back. I think compared to the rest of the roster, I think those three, they're not top six upside, uh, but I think they are, they have better offensive capabilities, all three of them, than the fourth liners or the guys who are in the fringe area of either being scratched or maybe uh, could be going down to Rockford at some point. The fourth line that I have right now is Boris Kachuk. Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Whistle. I think Blackwell, Lafferty, and Khrushchev have more to offer than all three of those guys. And the extras that I have right now are Mike Hardman, Jujar Kara, who easily could be in that lineup as well. He just doesn't exactly fit what the Blackhawks are trying to do, uh, along with uh, Dylan Secura, Evan Barrett. I guess you can throw Sini in there too. Uh, those are kind of the fringe guys who could be pushing for a spot out of training camp. But again, compared to Blackwell, Lafferty, and Kurashev, I think all three of those players have more upside and offensive potential um, and, and fit better on a third line rather than a fourth line. So that's why I decided Blackwell, Lafferty, and Kurashev would be the third line. Um, now, as far as this fourth line goes, I mean, you like I said, you could have Jujar Kara in there too for Kachuk, Johnson, and Whistle. I mean, take your pick. Um, Hardman is, is right on the cusp as well. Dylan Secura, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be itching to give him a lineup spot, especially if, you know, youngsters like Kachuk, Johnson, and that whistler, um, are, are trying to get more consistent playing time. Uh, I think Secura probably falls in the back of the line in that department. Evan Barrett could be on the come up, but didn't have all that impressive of a season with Rockford last year. So I think he kind of finds himself on the outside looking in, but that's kind of le- kind of the makeup of the Blackhawks forward group heading into next season. As of right now, of course, um, you could throw Lucas Reichel in the mix somewhere. That makes it a little bit more interesting. Someone from that top six would, would probably have to be bumped down, but I do personally think that Reichel is going to begin next year with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So I think this, the forward group I just went over is uh, realistically the group that we're going to be looking at come October, unless there are, of course, outside additions. In terms of the defense, things are a little bit more set in stone here than they are in terms of the forward group. Um, Jake McCabe and Seth Jones, I think both of those two are pretty good bet to be paired together on the top pairing come opening night for the Blackhawks. Uh, hopefully McCabe will be able to have a much better season than he did last year. His first in Chicago was filled with its share of struggles, to say the least. I think those two, though, make a lot of sense, obviously, as the top pairing. 
Uh, the second pairing is where it gets interesting. The pairings are up for debate. The guys are a little bit more set in stone. Connor Murphy's more than likely going to be the, the second pairing right defenseman. Uh, you could put Caleb Jones with him. You could put Riley Stillman with him. Uh, you could even put Alex Vlasic with him. Um, but I think Stillman and Jones still have the upper hand over Vlasic at this point, even though the Blackhawks are focused on those young players. Again, they're not trying to rush Alex Vlasic along. So whether it be Stillman or Jones, I think those are the two um, left-handed defensemen that you can pencil in on the second and third pairings. The final, uh, the third pairing right right defenseman is where it's going to get really interesting because the top five, McCabe, Jones, Stillman, Murphy, uh, Caleb, to the Jones brothers, I guess I should say, those five, we understand if they're here, they're going to be part of the NHL roster. The, the last spot is really where it's going to be up for grabs. You could have Alec Regula be in that mix, who had a really good handful of games towards the end of the season, along with Alex Vlasic, who's going to be fighting for that position as well. And you could also have Ian Mitchell, who spent all of last year basically down with the Ice Hogs, really developing his game, playing a massive role for Rockford, um, kind of, you know, just understanding what it's like to be a pro and rounding out his game in the areas that he needs to get better at in his own zone, defending, moving the puck out of his own zone, the first pass, um, and just kind of, I think, being a pro in terms of body shape too. Like for a smaller guy, he's got to understand how to control his body and what he needs to do in his own zone to be effective. I think there was a lot he still had to learn down in Rockford, um, but he had a really good year with the Ice Hogs last year, and he's going to be pushing for that final um, that final starting spot too. So. That's where it's really going to be interesting on defense. Is it going to be Ian Mitchell? Is it going to be Alec Regula? Is it going to be Alex Vlasic? I think those are the three most likely players to push for those final roster spots on the blue line. Uh, Jakob Galvis is someone who could be in there as well. Isaac Phillips, but I think they are still a tier um, behind Regula, Vlasic, and Mitchell at this point. And then in that for the Blackhawks, we already know what it's going to be. Kevin Lankinen is not coming back, so it officially is going to be Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock come opening night. That we do know, Blackhawks fans. Again, there could be a lot that changes here. I know that's why it's the way too early preview of what the Blackhawks' four lines and defensive pairings could be, but it makes for a fun conversation. I enjoyed breaking it all down. What I do know, though, is that it's not going to be a very good year for the Blackhawks if those are their four lines and defensive pairings. It's going to be a whole lot of stink going on at the UC, so... Buckle up, Blackhawks fans. It's going to be one heck of a ride. Um, but I am excited to get a first look at some of the new faces like Andreas Athanasiu, Max Domi, Colin Blackwell, and also some of the young guys who are really pushing for a roster spot in Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, and Ian Mitchell. All right, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, July 14th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and updates from all the offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 
Or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.